on this episode of the Girl Talk Podcast. Every revival starts with an individual revival. Mm. Every single time I have to be revived by repenting. When we individually work towards revival, then God can light that fire in groups. You're listening to the Girl Talk Podcast brought to you by our friends at Concurrently, the News Coach Podcast. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. I'm Trisha. And we are so glad that you have joined us today in the news headlines over the past couple of weeks. We've heard a lot about revival. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Um, I've heard a lot of different people with a lot of different thoughts about revival. Took place at Asbury College. Um, A lot of people thought it was just college students wanting to get out of class, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but it kind of spilled over to more than that um, Mm -hmm. in the days that followed and got picked up by several national news agencies. And so people were questioning that. Also, along the same lines, there's been a a movie in theaters called The Jesus Revolution. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, But it talks about... um, a revival of sorts in that movie as well. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be interesting today to go ahead and start with what constitutes a revival. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about that a little bit, about what revival is, because I think one of the things that we do in Christian culture is we have these words that we use and nobody really defines them. So everybody is left to make their own definition of the word. So let's define revival. I looked it up in the dictionary. Ooh, what did it say? And the dictionary said, renewed attention or interest in something. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. So let's start from that place with a secular definition of it and then kind of fill in the blanks of what it means biblically to see a revival. Were you going to yeah. share something? Well, yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, growing up, to me, revivals always meant tents. Yes. I mean, there's like, it's like, a, it's a tent Sawdust. revival. It's got to be yeah. multiple, you know, multiple nights in a row mm-hmm. of the same pastor saying the same thing over and over again in a tent outside yeah. with a loudspeaker. Yeah, it meant for me I had to wear a dress more than once a week. Oh, right. Because I was the biggest tomboy that ever lived, so I had to dress up. And that was like, ooh, why would I want to do that? So what about you? Well, it's interesting that you're saying that because um, I never went to a tent revival. Really? No. um, But I was listening to some pastors talking about revival and they were sort of contrasting the idea of a planned revival Mm -hmm. like we're having a revival thursday at 7 p.m wear your dress carol um and maybe there'll be a tent but uh it it saying that a true revival is a spontaneous Mm -hmm. movement of Mm -hmm. god that sort of takes over it's not something that we put on our on our planner or whatever but uh um i like the renewed attention because often Nothing happens until we renew our focus or our attention on God and we repent. Well, and I think one of the things that's really key in all of that, too, is the word renewed, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is the difference in the word revival and the word in the spiritual awakening. You know, there's Mm -hmm. been lots of conversations about, you know, is what happened at Asbury a revival or is it an awakening? Yeah. Um, And so I think a revival really is you're starting with a place of faith. Right. You're starting in the church. You're starting with the body of believers and they are having a renewed mm-hmm. experience. Uh-huh. Sure. A new, you know, God's pouring out his spirit on mm-hmm. his people. Whereas an awakening is God pouring out his spirit on, on not on his people, right. on right. people that don't know him, who don't have a relationship. Kind of um, wake up to that. That's right. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. To wake up. And yeah. We need both. So I, yeah. I was just, I was rolling this around in my head, knowing that we were going to talk about this today. And I just Googled the purpose of revival. And here are the two things that, 
that were common when you Google that. It a, a revival re, revitalizes believers, mm-hmm. and revival then gets new followers. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about um, Peter and the account in Acts twenty four, where Peter, you know, after he denies Christ, mm. you know, and he knows that that's what's going to happen. Jesus tells him that's what's going to happen, and then he goes out after. And preaches so powerfully, mm-hmm. 3,000 people mm-hmm. were added to, it says, I think mm-hmm. scripture says 3,000 were added to the number that day. Yeah, right. And although the word revival isn't used, I would consider that a kind of revival. Number, for, or for a couple of reasons. One, because, you know, Peter had like dropped the ball. Like, mm-hmm. man, you denied right. you right. even right. knew him, right? right? Yeah. Like, amidst failures, that was probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A huge one. Well, our and the light, the person I was speaking with the other day, our guide on our trip to Israel, mm-hmm. said Peter denied Jesus three times. Ju- Judas denied Jesus one time. Mm-hmm. That was a big time, but it was one time. So if you're looking at the numbers, Peter denied Jesus more than Judas oh, did. Yeah. yeah. But the difference was how they handled the sure. the, the guilt and the sin that came along with that. Yeah. Peter obviously ran to Jesus for forgiveness. Right. Judas collapsed under the weight of his sin. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what makes it me think of it more as a revival because you saw this happen so close to such a huge failure, you know, right. when he was one of the disciples mm-hmm. and like people weren't looking at him because they knew what had just happened, mm-hmm. right? And so for 3,000 people to to become followers mm-hmm. of Christ after that incident to me says that was a true move of God because they weren't impressed with Peter. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Sometimes I think in churches, the tendency is to be impressed with the pastor or how they speak or how mm-hmm. they communicate. Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to make sure that that's not where we go with this. And I think one of the reasons I think of the word revival when I go to that passage is because Peter had been so broken mm-hmm. down yes. that there was well, nothing but Jesus left. And wouldn't you just love to have heard that oh. that sermon? Yeah. yeah, I mean, the scripture obviously doesn't put it word for word sure. in there, but I'm sure that Peter had to have talked about his own sin failure mm. and him running back to the Father yeah. and um, what Jesus did to him in forgiveness yeah. and redemption that um, gave him the fire mm. that he could preach. Yeah, to three thousand and three thousand people be saved. Yeah, and I think looking at what happened and what you're saying that he most likely did that I think is true for every revival. It starts with repentance. Mm. I, yeah. It starts with acknowledging how badly we've messed up, how much we've sinned and how much we need Jesus. Yeah. It doesn't end there. Right. But it starts there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I was uh, um, just looking at the early church. I think we can learn so much mm-hmm. um, from the book of Acts, especially and, and I was looking in Acts chapter 2, and, and I kind of had some help. And they were, um, one article that I read was recounting the signs of revival that you can find just in Acts chapter 2, one in, in Acts chapter 4. But all of these came from Acts chapter 2. Emphasis on Jesus, which is what you just said. Mm-hmm. Perfect uh, segue to that. Repentance, which mm-hmm. you just said. A passion for prayer. Mm-hmm. A hunger for the word. Mm-hmm. A burden for the lost. Mm. an increase in salvations and a surge in people wanting to go into ministry and do missions. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And like, yeah. I, you know, just looking at those things, I was like, 
we, every day should be a revival. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, mm-hmm. you know, I look at all those things and I say, as a believer, yeah, I want the emphasis to be on Jesus. Yeah, I want to stay in a constant state of repentance. Yeah, I want a passion for prayer. Yeah, I want a hunger for the word. Yeah, I have a burden for the lost. Yeah, I want to see an increase in salvations. Yeah, I want to surge in missions and people serving in ministry. And yet, those are the things that characterize revival and things that I don't find myself praying for often enough. Mm-hmm. Or just becoming part of the rote of being a believer that we lose sight of it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can get so focused on the day-to-day that we never think about praying for those things. Yeah, well, and I think that's, you know, that's one of the benefits of planned revivals. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of why churches have done that in the past mm-hmm. is that they go into it with a sense of expectation. Lord, we want you to move mm-hmm. yeah. in this week-long focus on you. We are going to have a renewed focus on you. If you do it right as a church, you can plan a revival and bathe it in prayer, pray ahead of time, pray during it, Mm -hmm. um, and really go into it with a sense of expectation. God move in our hearts, move in our minds, um, move in our people. Um, and people can, you can, you can get yourself ready for revival by praying for it and praying diligently for it. I, I, here's another thing that's kind of been a bee in my bonnet. Um, our our life group was talking about this. Um, and a lot of people aren't coming to the church. The, here's, the, here's the problem, I think, with planned revivals. People aren't coming to the church like they used to. Mm, sure. Like used to be, you could invite somebody to church from your neighborhood or from your you know local community, and they would come to your church, hear about Jesus, and hopefully be transformed if their heart was open to that. Um, but they don't do that so much anymore. People aren't just discovering church mm-hmm. or coming because mm-hmm. it's a thing to do. Whereas when I was growing up, it was a thing to do. Like mm-hmm. the community was really, the, the church was the hub of our community, mm-hmm. right? I don't think it's that way anymore. Culturally, we've changed. And so when you have planned revivals, I think definitely it can revitalize a church. But I think we have to be more mission-minded about it and saying, how do we go out and reach people when they're not coming to us anymore? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I just, I, I'm, I'm concerned that we, the way we, we've always done it before mm-hmm. is yeah. not the way we can do evangelism anymore sure right yeah well, Does that make sense? i'm just started the experiencing god mm. uh workbook the whole the whole study yeah um through my church and we're only in week one but one mm. of the very first things they hit in uh week one which i think is probably going to be a theme throughout the entire book yeah um is look where god is moving and join him there yeah mm. and we as believers have a really bad habit of wanting to do it on our own terms yeah. and do the kind of uh, missions work, do the kind of ministry work uh, that we want to do as mm-hmm. opposed to looking where God's already moving and go there. And I think that's one of the things that was so exciting about what happened at Asbury and mm-hmm. why so many people flocked there is that they saw God moving yeah. in Gen Z yeah. and saw a true um, awakening, a true revival of uh, his people and uh, people who were hungry for him and yeah. hungry for him to move and moving with expectation. And 
they just flocked and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's do that. Let's flock to where God is already moving and be a part of that. And I think that's also why so many other college campuses caught the fire Yeah, because they went with a sense of expectation. We want to, um, we want to catch the fire. We want to have revival just like you're having revival. And, and that happened. Yeah. So people are hungry. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I showed up to my um, life group and we were talking about, uh, they had some questions and we were kind of working it through. And and I said, I need to apologize to you guys. And they all got this look on their face because one of the ladies said, why doesn't that happen here? Mm-hmm. And I said, it might be my fault. She was, she looked mm-hmm. at me and I said, I haven't prayed for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go into every time I step Amen. foot into my local church going, Lord, blow my mind Mm -hmm. like that expectation and and I don't know if that's being a believer for a long time or just getting lulled to sleep by the enemy or I don't know what that is but I think we've got to show up with a sense of expectancy and with a sense of there are things this week we need to repent of I think you are so right Trisha when you said it starts with repentance Mm -hmm. I think in large part we as believers especially if you've been a believer for a long time we forget that piece. And I think you're nailing the fact that every revival starts with an individual revival. Mm. Every yeah. single time I have to be revived by repenting and coming to God and recognizing my sinfulness and my weakness and then looking to Jesus um, to give me to give me that revival. And when when we individually work towards revival, then God can light that fire in groups. And we're going to start to see this. And it's foretold that as the end of times comes closer, there will be revivals. There will be an outpouring of God's spirit. There will be more people who will have the scales fall from their eyes. The people that we've been praying for will come. But we, we need to start with that individual revival posture Mm. oh that brings me to tears i mean just the just the beauty of god bring a revival Mm -hmm. yeah right now do it start with me start with me me and my heart and let Mm -hmm. me be a fire to encourage and support Mm -hmm. others and god just do a work Mm -hmm. in all of us well Mm -hmm. i'm going to use a very practical example that we just experienced just yesterday trisha shared about her trip to israel and she was so fired up. Mm-hmm. And I saw everybody in that room respond to that message that she shared about her trip to Israel of what God was doing in her heart and life. And, it, it, and so I'm thinking about that and getting ready for this episode and thinking that that's it. Yep. That's it right there. Because what mm-hmm. we, you know, enthusiasm is contagious, mm-hmm. but spirit enthusiasm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like you can't squelch that. Mm-hmm. It was very... It was palpable in that room yesterday yeah. of the the like anticipation and the the passion that she shared with and the 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 way that she glorified God in sharing about a trip that not everybody went on. But what she brought back to our team was a word for our team yesterday mm-hmm. in a powerful way. And that, I think, is where it begins. That is where it begins. And I, I think it's right. that hunger. You know, yeah. what we saw yeah. in your eyes was... Yeah. Obviously, God had done a thing. Right. God wooed you to himself, even 
a deeper than in a, in a deeper relationship than you had had with him before. Mm. Yes. But then you just hungered for more and we could yes. see it in your face. We could see it in your posture. And I know for me, at least I went, I want that hunger. Yep. God, give me that yep. hunger. I want it. I want it. I want it. Do a thing in me. And um, that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. It starts with mm-hmm. one of us mm-hmm. being um, on fire mm-hmm. for the Lord and then being open and honest and uh, transparent with our hunger. Yeah. And it started before I talked. And honestly, anything that was good was from God. Mm. I got on my hands and knees before talking to you guys. And I said, God, I can't do it. I have nothing. I didn't have time. I don't feel well. I had all these things that were encroaching. And I would have liked to have spent a lot of time getting ready to speak to the group. I didn't have it. Literally. And I got on my hands and my knees. This is true. Right by my desk. And I said, God, you're going to have to do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm weak. And I I don't have anything. I wish I were better. I just don't have anything. And I'm sorry for the ways I've sinned. Please, God, speak. Let him hear something from you. And that's what happened. Yeah. Um, and, but, but here, let me draw a, a, a dotted line between you and Peter. <laughs> you may not have spoken to 3,000 people, right. but you stirred up my faith. You stirred mm-hmm. up Kelly's faith. I can tell because she has tears in her eyes still. Mm-hmm. I saw it happen around the room, like the same way that Peter did in the, in the early church. And like you say, that's where it starts, on our face. Okay. When we've got nothing left to give, none of our abilities, None of our preparedness, yes, our cutesiness, our preparedness and our three point outline Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. a story because we got to have a story Mm -hmm. and we got to have something a little fun there in the middle. It's like we stop all of that and just say, I got nothing. There's nothing in me today. So you're going to have to do this. And, And I think that's the. We just, we, we base so much on our performance. <laughs> God doesn't need mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. but he chooses to use us. Mm-hmm. And that's, that to me so boggles my mind. Yeah. But we think he needs us. We think that he needs us to perform well. He does not. <laughs> He's <laughs> right. bigger than that. I, a number of years ago when I used to speak a lot more out in public than I do now, I can remember preparing for months on end. Showing up at a church, getting by myself before that thing started, and God going, nah, those notes you have, we just you might as well ditch those. I'm like, for real, Lord? Like, I have prepared and studied this passage. I know the Greek word for this. Like, I know all these things. Like, are you kidding me right now? And he'd go, mm, no. No. And he would stand up, and it would be exactly what that, that particular church needed to hear. They didn't need to hear what I'd prepared. You know, and 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 when I have, and I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. Is that we don't need to be prepared for things like that? Because I wholeheartedly believe we do, and I wholeheartedly believed up until twelve seconds before I walked on that stage, that's what I was supposed to share. And God said, "No, Uh no, like be prepared, do the work, do everything that you know to do." But when it comes right down to it, it's not on your performance, Carol. And sometimes, golly, you get in the way. Yeah. And you just got to move out of the way. Mm-hmm. And so, 
Okay. But I love that that you're so, you're saying you do still need to try to prepare because yeah. God's using that time sure. to prepare your heart yeah. to be obedient. And that was not wasted time, but it was not the direction he was right. going to use. Well, and here's the thing. It's amazing. Here's the thing. This is why I like journaling so well. Because I'm not very smart. <laughs> and if I write things down, it is easier for me to see themes. And I don't know about y'all, but I'll be writing, journaling about something that's going on in me personally or journaling about some sin that I've committed or some something I've said that just hasn't been the right thing to say. And and then God will like I'll I'll pull up Pinterest and lo and behold, there's a quote. And then I go see my mom and I I, I journal about all these things. And then I go back a couple days later and I'm like, oh, wow, that was a Mm. thing. Here's the verse God gave me that morning here. Oh, my word. That was was supposed to see that. You know, and that's why I journal so yep. much, not as much as I'd like to, but I write things down a lot because it's easier for me when I have it written down to draw those themes out and to say, oh, here's where God's at work. And I think mm-hmm. that sometimes we just say it's we just, you know, talk it up to coincidence or, you know, oh, that's just the way things worked out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and <laughs> we have a teammate struggle with something and has to go back to the doctor and Another round of antibiotics, all this stuff. And and I found myself, because I got a phone call yesterday, something that was totally, like, just missed uh, on my part. And I got a phone call yesterday, and I had to take care of it before a close of business today. That was, like, two hours left in the business day that day and today. Well, I had, we had to go by the doctor's office. I had a haircut. Mm. I mean, we had all the things, right? All the things. And so, but I I did it. I ran where I needed to go, got what I needed to get, took it there. And I had this interaction with this girl at the window. And I'm like, that's that's why that was today. Like, that's why that was today. Yes. Like, it wasn't about the thing I needed to take care of or that. There there, there aren't any um, happenstance inconveniences. There's somebody somewhere on that journey that needs. And and that's where revival starts. When I start being obedient to those little nudges of, Mm -hmm oh, you got a phone call today of something you need to take care of. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't totally about that. I mean, I did need yeah. to take care of it, but that interaction. Divine was, appointment. Yeah, 100%. And it's that experiencing God, yeah. which yeah. I love. God is always at work around you. Yep. He is at work with every person you interact with. Yeah. The person at the doctor's office, the person at the gas station, yeah. the person across the cubicle area. He is at work in their lives. And we join him in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's so exciting. There used to be this old song called, Find Out What God Is Doing and Jump Right in the Middle. Mm-hmm. That's, then now is that's, that not right? That is sound I'm right there. You. That'll preach yes. and that dog will hunt. That's exactly right, it will. And so, you know, maybe that's where you find yourself today. Or you think we're absolutely crazy. And you might be right on both accounts. Yep, you probably but are. Here's the thing. Because <laughs> we are crazy. I would, uh, we, don't, we don't do this very much on the podcast. Maybe once or twice we've done it before. But I would like for us to actually close this podcast in prayer for revival. Because here's what mm. I think. Mm-hmm. I think if, a, if our Girl Talk community would consistently pray for revival, mm. that we could see God do something unbelievable, mm. not only in our own hearts and lives, yeah. but in our churches, three separate churches yep. represented here. Yes. Three separate families, mm. three separate friend groups mm-hmm. represented here. School systems, neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you imagine? Grocery stores. So 
Um, and multiply I, that by all the people listening today. Absolutely. Yes. You, you can do the same you. for you too. Yeah. Yes. So Tricia. Yes. Would you lead us in a prayer for revival? Then we'll come back and take care of some housekeeping things. Would you lead us in that prayer, please? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your power, your might, God. We just we just are blown away by you and your goodness. And we bow before you and we submit to you and we acknowledge you as the only God, the only true power of love and light. And thank you for Jesus. Praise you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice for each and every one of us. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you for leading us and guiding us and comforting us. Oh, we love you. We honor you. Lord, we come to you right now with hearts that want revival. God, we want your glory. We want a touch from you. We want an experience from you, God. We want the world to know of you and your goodness. And so together, Lord, and individually, we come and we repent and we say, Lord, we are sinners in need of your grace. God, we mess up all the time. And mess up is a, a silly word for the fact that we sin and we have evil in our hearts. And God, we engage in it. Our flesh leads us down the wrong way and we go and we repent of that, Lord. You have given us the ability to turn from that, Lord, as we lay it at your feet and we acknowledge that your way is the only way, God. And when your way is different than our way, we are in the wrong and we turn to your way. Mm. We lay down our our rags of trying to do it on our own. We lay down our attempts at trying to be godly without God. We just say, Lord, we need you. And we're sorry when we failed you. And we give it to you right now, Lord. And we stand on your promise that says, when we do that, you give us forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Through the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can have freedom from our sin. And God, we need you to just spark a revival in our hearts, in my heart, in my mind, in every one of us who is listening right now. We ask God for revival for us. Let it start with us and then spark it, God. Spark it in our homes. Spark it in our relationships. Spark it in our workplaces. Spark it in the places that we go, the people we see in the name of Jesus. Let us be different, God. Let people see you in us, God outpouring of your Holy Spirit, Lord, to change this world, starting with me. In the name of Jesus, we pray, God, that you will do a mighty work. God, draw people to you right now. Let scales fall off eyes and let people find you in the name of Jesus Christ, to the glory of Jesus Christ. God, do your work through us, in us, beyond us, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Tricia, so much for that. Hey, we want to thank you for listening today, and I want to say this before we leave. If you do not know Jesus as your Savior and you don't know what revival is all about, we would love for you to get in touch. First of all, we want to introduce you to Jesus, mm -hmm. and you can meet him by texting the word Jesus, just the word Jesus, to this number, 1-800-293-1069. We'll send you Billy Graham's own Steps to Peace with God, where he'll walk you through how you can start that relationship today. If you'd like to email us, if you'd like to send a prayer request, we always love getting email from you. Girltalk at thelightfm.org. 
We also want to say thank you to Concurrently, the News Coach podcast, for sponsoring this edition of the Girl Talk podcast. Thank you, folks, so much. We appreciate your partnership in ministry. And I am thankful for this conversation today. Thank you, girls, so much. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.